Welcome to Follow Your Fire, a podcast that helps you find purpose, confidence, and the courage to actually be you and live the big, juicy, wild life you sort of always wanted, but didn't really think was possible. It is. I'm Melissa Pinnell. I'm a life coach and a professional untamer, and I'm going to be your guide to unlearning all that is not serving you, finding your most truthful self, and making this life the one you always dreamed of. Let's go. Hello. I am just jumping on here briefly because I wanted to talk about something I am noticing in the cultural conversation a lot. And that is how do you make decisions when you're totally overwhelmed with anxiety and confusion and don't know who to trust? And that is in regards to the current pandemic where I live here in the States, but also in life because the confusion and the overwhelm and the anxiety and the looking everywhere else and not knowing how to make a decision, that probably doesn't just show up in terms of the pandemic it probably also shows up in your life. So we're going to talk about it. And I want to use an example of a conversation I had yesterday with a friend and just a little background. She has been quarantined for months since the beginning that things got really serious here where I live in Sacramento, which was early March. And she has three kids. She has a husband. They've been working from home, very cabin fevery. And they decided last month when things around our area were sort of rolling back and reopening, she was like, you know what? we're going to get out of town. We're going to do the most responsible and safest option is how it felt. And she decided that for her husband's birthday, which is coming up, they were going to rent a beach house and, and do it as well as they could. No gathering in groups, indoors, uh, sanitize everything, stop as minimally as possible, like do everything right. And so that's kind of the situation. And now depending on where you live, but, um, depending on where you live, this might vary, but things have gotten very serious again. And here where, where we are, cases are rising, reopening has started to roll back to everything closing again, whether it's the first wave or the second wave, it's very serious again. And only this time there's just more division and more confusion and more politicizing of what to do, even more opinions and really just general confusion about what steps we as individuals and as collectives should be taking. So, so back to my friend, she suddenly has all of this confusion and guilt and anxiety about leaving town for this trip that she had planned. And while she realizes this is a very privileged position to be in, she's still just like completely overwhelmed by the cacophony of voices outside of her head and opinions and, and just completely confused about what to do. And, and though this situation, this example is centered on the pandemic, this is a position I know that many of us have been in when we've been faced with a big decision and need to remember how to find answers even when we're at our most confused or anxious or vulnerable or judged or judging and to be able to empower ourselves to make those big and scary or just small and important decisions on the regular is really important so i'm going to talk about how to deal with this space just briefly um just some steps that we can all kind of like go to in our head to like check yes i did this i did this because it's helpful in moments like this to remember who we are so real quick Step one, when faced with a decision that you're confused about is to pause and ask, how am I feeling? And really listen to the answer. How are you feeling? You're confused. I'm going to guess in this confusion, like my friend, like I have felt, you're feeling anxious. And something I 
I'm always screaming from the rooftops, is that emotions are always preceded by thoughts. They feel independent. They feel like they're just, you know, so fast, but they're, they're preceded by thoughts and thoughts are built upon beliefs and beliefs are our constructs of the world. So when we stop and really zoom in here and say, how am I feeling? I'm feeling anxious. It's often because of thoughts or beliefs like, I don't know what the right answer is. I don't know who to trust to find the answers. People are going to judge me. I'm afraid I'm going to make the wrong decision and I'm going to regret it, right? Like those are pretty relatable, whether we're talking about the pandemic or um, other big or small decisions in life. So just once again, we're just going to remind ourselves what the roadmap to these moments is. And step one, which I had to really bring myself back to recently when I said, I don't know who to trust is gather actual information because yes, I am someone who points you as in people watching this, uh, my clients toward yourself, toward yourself as a higher North star, clear guidance system. We only can do that if we've conscientiously and consciously gathered actual factual information from outside of ourselves, right? That's sort of the, the information that we use to then attune to our own inner guide. So when we're gathering information, I'm going to remind you of something you know how to do. But once again, because I needed reminding, I think you might too. When it feels like you're in this hall of mirrors and we're living in this post-truth era where everyone is convinced that everyone else is believing in conspiracies, this person's lying, that news network is lying, they have an agenda, there's all this stuff kind of being thrown back and forth. It can be easy to forget that we do know how to find credible sources. And, you know, even someone like me who I'm very open-minded, I pride myself on that. And I also have ended up down some rabbit holes lately that have had me kind of gasping for air, like, oh my goodness, what is, is my name even Melissa? Is the moon secretly made of cheese and being stored in some warehouse in New Mexico? I'm kidding. I'm not actually to that point. But my, my point is that there's so much being thrown around right now that it can be easy to forget. Like you and I, we know how to find credible information. And that is actually not to go to the news. It's not to go to a blog. It's not to listen to people like myself, who I'm so glad you're listening to me from an opinion perspective, but it's to go to facts, statistics, evidence, um, non-debatable, which it feels like we're in like a post-truth version of non-debatable because people will debate literally everything. But I'm talking about research that gathers information that is not trying to sway us with an opinion. It's not saying, you know, this is how many cases there are in your area. So freak out. Ah. Or it's no big deal. You know, go out to the bar. It's not being motivated by a bias towards the economy or a bias towards fear mongering or a bias toward having too much caution. It's literally just facts. So like one of the sources that I consult on a regular basis is the county website in my town of Sacramento. And it just says, okay, this is how many cases there are today. This is how many uh, testing sites there are, how many positive tests there have been, how many ICU beds there are, just facts. It's not telling me to think anything. And then you consume, well, first of all, you have to ask yourself some questions about those facts and say, okay, are they biased? And the way we figure that out is to say where people say follow the money, who is the site funded by? And then what we do is we consult multiple sources here. So we don't just go to like one site. Like I don't just go to my county site. I go to multiple original sources. These are the ones that when we were in college and you had to write a research paper, you couldn't cite like CNN or Fox, which I don't think anyone on here is. 
but you had to go to the, the source of their new story because we know that the same piece of evidence can have wildly different stories depending on who you're talking to. So that's what you do. You know how to do that. I know how to do that. What we do is we go kind of mine our own corner of the world for that information. And then we sort of lay it in front of us. And that is when we can then turn within because we've got outer credible evidence, right? So, so now we have some information and let's go back to my friend and her example or my example of her confusion about like, should we still leave town? If I didn't make it clear, that's what she's confused about. Should we stay here because things look worse or should we still go? I don't know what to do. Her evidence was, okay, cases are climbing in our area, but let's go back to the thoughts that are driving the anxiety. And a thought for many of us in these moments is, I don't know what the right answer is. And you're like, uh, okay, like that's very on the nose. I don't know what the right answer is. But even if we stop with that and we recognize that saying something like, I don't know what the right answer is, that stems from a worldview thinking there is one right answer here. And though that can be a very hypnotizing and very believable idea, like, oh yeah, there is one right answer. That's actually not the case. We have, all of us have ample evidence that there are multiple paths to the mountaintop, so to speak. And rather than living from a story of there is one right answer, and if I don't figure it out, I'm on the wrong path, or I'm doing something wrong, or I'm going to regret this, that is, a, that is a belief. It's not serving you. It's not serving me. And something to lean into to become conscious of is a story more empowering, something like, I know that the decision I make with care is the right one. I trust myself to make the best decisions for my family because I want to remind you, you're not just making this haphazard decision like, ah, I guess I'll do this. Like you're considering things very conscientiously and with care. So there is not a right decision. There is the one that you make. And once again, that thought, there is one right decision does not lead to a peaceful place. It just leads to anxiety. So becoming aware of these thoughts, the ones informing our worldview and in turn informing our emotions and then in turn informing our actions that takes space and awareness, right? It's it's like realizing there's a radio on and instead of just thinking that static you hear is just part of the atmosphere, like, no, it's a radio. You can turn the station. You can even turn it off. And the way that we become aware of the radio of our minds is doing mindful things like deep breathing, like meditation, like mindful intentional action, tuning into your five senses throughout the day, and this doesn't have to look any one way. I want to share a practice that I do almost every day uh, in order to become more mindful and grow that space between my thoughts, which really just comes from being present. And that is every day I put my daughter down for a nap twice a day. And when I'm doing that, as soon as she's asleep, as cute as it is, I'm immediately like, okay, put her down, get to work. Because that during this time of quarantine and COVID, that is my work time. Like I get to work when she's asleep. So I get this itch to like put her down, this adorable sleeping baby, and get my butt in my chair and start writing or working on the podcast, whatever it is I have to do that day. And first of all, both of these things can be true, that I can be a really good mom and really want a career. So there's no harm in wanting to go work during her nap. But what for me there is a harm in is not being present for whatever it is that I'm doing, right? Going from this belief which is informing my need to just get my baby down and get out of that room of there's not enough time 
I stop there because I'm aware that this is a pattern for me and I tune in to my senses and I tune into my breathing and I feel the weight of her little body in my arms. I feel that and I feel her soft uh, little baby cheek on my chest and, and I smell her baby shampoo and maybe I hear the fan or, or her little breaths coming in and out. And, and for just that moment, I'm just there. I'm not trying to get work done. I'm not trying to put her down. I'm just present and there's some space. And in that space, I get out of the, there's not enough time and into the amount of presence I bring to this and any one action is what determines my fulfillment in every area. So I bring that practice up because all of us have opportunities throughout the day to bring mindfulness to whatever it is we're doing. I didn't in that moment sit down and meditate, but I will share I do meditate every day that I can, almost every day. And I don't share that because I'm, I'm trying to flex my like Zen master skills or to try and impress you. I do it for selfish reasons, to be honest. And that's because when I meditate, I notice that I show up differently in every other area of life. I show up more presently, more powerfully, more aware of the thoughts that drive me and therefore um, able to not believe the ones that aren't working. And I just like my life more. So I do it for that reason. And it can feel like, oh, I don't have time. You know, I'm too busy to meditate or, or take this mindful action, whatever that might be. But it creates time in your day. So, so speaking of creating time and creating that space, let's go back to another common thought when you're confused about what to do. And that is a fear of judgment. If you can become aware, like my friend did yesterday when we were talking of that this is partly if I'm afraid I'm going to be judged. Like, what if people think I'm being irresponsible? What if, you know, they say X, Y, or Z? And, and the thing about people judging us, which is a huge part of my brain, it's like, oh my gosh, people are thinking about you, is A, we only really worry about the stuff that we kind of believe. Or B, we worry about being judged because we think we need to always be approved of, that we're operating from this worldview that being disapproved of is bad and we need to do everything we can to be approved of, which turned out to be the case for my friend. So she actually had pretty much committed to the decision like she wanted to go on this trip, but she was worried about that judgment and realizing it didn't come from a place of really you know, doubting that her family would be safe or that this was a good decision, but instead coming from a place of, oh, it's just because I like to be approved of and becoming conscious of that, you guys, is, is really, really huge. And in that example, we just talked about commitment, right? Like committing to this is the decision that I made. That is huge because even though it can feel like making a decision is just a thought, making a decision frees up cognitive space that you might spend, you know, when you don't just commit to whatever it is that you have now, right? You've gathered evidence, you've tuned within, you've created that space in your body and you've come up with an answer. And then waffling, it, it just robs you of your peace. Committing to it like you would a person, or um, a project or other things in life that we know we need to commit to. It, it creates space in your brain. And it's kind of that idea of, okay, maybe I'll get judged. Okay, maybe this is wrong. I did what I did. I'm doing what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. I'm, I have my own back here. And another really big worry I know a lot of us have is I'm gonna mess up. I'm gonna get this wrong. I'm gonna regret this. And this sort of goes along with the idea of needing to be approved of or the idea that there's one right way. But it really kind of builds on that, you know, we we can never make mistakes. And, and I know that mistakes can feel really serious right now. It's literally life and death. 
But let's revisit something that's important I want you to remember. And that is that you, when you are in these positions of uncertainty, you are not just flying by the seat of your pants, kind of flinging yourself all over the universe, like, ah, I guess this is what I'm doing. Like, you're being really thoughtful and conscious and conscientious. And, and I'm reminding you of that because that's why the decision that you come to is the right one. This is you doing the best you can with the information you have. And inevitably, in the future, we're going to know more. And there will likely be things all of us would change about this time, whether it's individually or collectively. But this isn't, you know, like back to the future where we're already aware of the ramifications. We're, we're doing the best we can in the present. We are living in the present with the information that we have. And, and as Maya Angelou said, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase this, when we know better, we do better. So letting go of this really weighty responsibility to make the exact right decisions when we don't know what those will be and instead embracing a story like it's okay to make mistakes and I'm doing the best I can and I know my future self has my back. I always come back to that quote. Um, I don't know who said this, so if you know, please feel free to let me know. But the quote is, someone is asking a very successful man, how do you have success? And he says, experience. And that person says, how do you get experience? And he says, good decisions. And then the person says, how do you make good decisions? And, and he says, from making bad decisions. And actually, because we don't know the source, this might be a very successful woman, you guys. I might have just had a little bit of like internalized misogyny, assuming this is a man. But anyway, the point of all of this is I want to tie it all together. And I want to touch on the overwhelm that can happen when we have too much input and too much stress and too many voices and and too much awareness because us highly sensitive, conscientious people can also feel very paralyzed by the voices from all sides. And, and we can fall victim to something that we in recovery like to call, it's a super fancy term, it's called the fuckets. And the fuckets happen when you give up trying to choose the right thing because it starts to feel like it doesn't matter, so fuck it, there is no right thing. And you just kind of give up because you can't get it right, you get overwhelmed and then you start making decisions that actively harm you or others, and that could be avoidance behavior like drugs or alcohol or overindulgence in something, and it's just like, it's not pretty. It doesn't feel good. And and the fuck it's can be avoided if we hold fast to some beliefs, and, and I want to share those beliefs with you. They, they are beliefs like, there is no one right way. There are many right decisions, and I'm going to make the best one I can. I trust myself to do the best I can with the information I have. It is okay for people to judge me. I do not live for approval from other people. I know that my future self will know more and have my back regardless of what I'm doing right now. I feel trust in the conscientious decisions I'm making. And lastly, I just want us to hold space for this paradox. And that is, you know, let's hold these ideas at once. And that is the idea that it is both really important what we do and our actions matter you guys like a, the butterfly effect they matter we have an effect on each other they do matter and there is no one right way there is like no life you're supposed to live or thing you're supposed to do that you're going to just completely irrevocably fuck up like that's not going to happen both of those can be true everything you do matters and there's only the, the life that you choose and the decisions that you make okay my friend ultimately made a decision that worked for her she made it consciously and thoughtfully and mindfully. And I know we're all going to continue to face questions and confusion and noise and judgment, not just in this pandemic, but just in life. And I just want to give you a continual reminder that we as humans, we're living without a script. There's no framework for this. It can be very confusing, but we're not lost. 
We're not blindly walking. We're conscious, we're powerful, and deep down we have answers and we have a lot of really valid, credible information outside of us. With those two combined, you can make decisions, you can do hard things. I hope today I've reminded you of your own roadmap to finding that inner guide. And if you're a fan of conscious and intentional, powerful decisions, and just feeling that, like you're living a life that is really grounded and like the strongest version of yourself, I want to let you know that it might feel like an afterthought, but the way you are or aren't showing up on social media actually makes a huge difference in how you are or aren't showing up in life. And I have identified some really simple steps to get in alignment on social media and in turn show up more powerfully, more authentically, feel more connected in real life too. So if you're interested in that, it's a workshop I've designed. I'm launching it in a couple weeks. Make sure you're on my email list. Depending on where you're listening to this, that is either in my bio or it's in the comments or it's in the show notes if you're listening to this in the podcast form. All right, you guys have a wonderful rest of your day. I hope this was helpful and I will see you next time. If you got something out of this podcast and you want to support it and me, the best thing you could do is head over to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and leave a five-star review. And while you're at it, pass it to someone who might benefit. And lastly, as a coach, I help people unlock their potential through mindset, soul, and thought work. We find your zone of genius, what lights you up, and then the courage and confidence to live that life. You know, the one you dream about in the shower. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching or you'd like to join my email list, you can reach me at followyourfire at gmail.com. That's followyourfire at gmail.com. You can also find me at followyourfirecoaching.com. Until then, go out and live that wild, powerful, and courageous truth inside of you. I am cheering you on the whole way. Thank you.